welcome to Healthy Not Hungry, the bite-sized podcast all about redefining what healthy actually means. I'm your host, nutritionist and personal trainer, Rachel Doss. Here's what's on today's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healthy Not Hungry. I'm your host, Rach. Thank you so much for joining us today. So last week we had uh, part one of our interview with Chris Hughes, who's an, a dietitian, and today we have part two to finish it off. It's not super duper long, but it's a really, really good one to listen to, and I'm super excited for you to hear the rest of it. It was such a really insightful and great conversation that we did have. So I can't wait for you to tune in and have a listen and see what you think of it. Um, as always, if you do have any thoughts and feedback, please let us know. Uh, send us a message. You can either find us at Healthy Not Hungry as in a Facebook group, or if you find me at www.healthyinspiration, that's I-N-S-P-I-R-A-C-H-I-O-N.com, or Healthy Inspiration at um, Instagram as well. Would love to know what you think. Also, if you are someone who feels like you would love to be a guest on our show and you have something to share in the realm of health and well-being, please get in contact too, because I would love to hear from you and hear what you have. Um, We're all for collaborating and I absolutely love doing interviews. I feel like they're so knowledgeable and can add so much value for everyone as well. So that being said, we're going to get to part two of the interview with Chris and I can't wait for you to hear it. So speaking of, I guess this is kind of a silver lining question, but for someone wanting to make a health change, what would be your top tips or things for them to focus on? to begin with yeah look i I always say sleep sleep first and foremost for diet and exercise and and the reason i say that is if you're not getting a good quality or duration of sleep your your hunger hormones that we're talking about leptin and ghrelin are out of whack yeah And, and so you know like here you are trying to eat well but your body has these these chemical drivers that are trying to get you to do the opposite they're trying to think you know, you're awake for longer, we got to feed you more. So we're going to make you hungrier. Um, so sleep first and foremost, and then sleep in addition with exercise. If you haven't had a good night's sleep, you are less motivated to bounce out of bed and, and get some movement. And so it, it can really become a double whammy. Like if you, you've had a bad night's sleep, you're likely to miss the gym. So there's a certain amount of calories you, you, you're not going to do that day. And you're likely to consume more calories because you, you, you've got those hunger drivers. So yeah, def- definitely a good night's sleep and get into a routine because that's that's what the evidence is showing. It's it's all about the routine and the habit of sleep. It's important. Oh, 100%. And even like there's studies on sleep to do with that people who were getting under seven hours while they were losing weight, their body was eating at the muscle, whereas over seven mm. hours, they were maintaining the muscle and eating the fat. So Correct, yeah, yeah. there's so much for sleep about like you could look at, I think, 10 different reasons as to why that's a great start. But yeah, that's a great tip to begin with. I like that. Um, where are we next? Um, all right. As far as nutrition goes, is there one thing that you think everyone should focus on as a minimum and what would it be? Um, we, we don't eat enough plant. Now, yep. yeah, I, I'm not a vegetarian. Um, I, I don't think I, I, I certainly respect, um, you know, eating a vegetarian lifestyle. Like the people who live on longest on this planet from the blue zones are 90% plant-based. Um, but here in Australia, we were severely inadequate. I think the last study might have been something like less than 10% are getting enough veg in their day. 
Um, now, if we're talking about weight loss, the benefit of eating vegetables are, yes, they're low calorie, which is great. They're packed full of nutrients, which is great. But your body actually has to work hard to break them down. Yes. And so when we look at calories and nutrition information, it's only about what's being consumed, what we're actually putting in our mouth. It's actually not the, the net calorie um supply if you like so it's not actually what we're absorbing and using and yeah. so it's something like vegetables where your body's got to work hard to break it down because of all the fiber um then it doesn't contain many calories in the first place there's lots of vegetables that would be close to supplying very little calories so you're filling your stomach up with something that's providing very little calories yeah. um and you know that, that's ignoring just how nutrient dense they are and you know the benefits that come with that but certainly the, the easiest way i get my clients to do this is that every single meal make sure half your plate's colorful yeah um if it's not i, I mean i don't talk skittles or m&ms i mean you make sure <laughs> some sort of plan on that plate whether it's berries with your cereal or you know big salad or, or um you know, I say fried vegetables with a bit of rice, not fried rice with a bit of vegetables and just making sure with lots and lots of colour. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a great one. I was actually, oh, I can't remember what it was for, but I was doing a little bit of research not long ago and it was about the percentage of Australians that actually eat enough vegetables and fruit. And it was something like 40 something percent. I can't remember the exact amount, but basically over 50% of Australian society aren't getting enough in. And I was like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of it at times. If I have a busy week, you know, sometimes I'm lucky to get half the amount in, but it's obviously being conscious about that and making those steps to make sure you're eating more of it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And look, and, and I agree. I mean, I'm certainly not perfect all the time, but um, <laughs> I've, I've fallen into this habit now of, you know, there's, there's some sort of color on my plate um, at every meal. And I'm, I feel like I'm, you know, failing if I don't have some sort of color. Now, sometimes it's not much, but, um, you know, it's, it's, there's always something there. And that, that's kind of helped me to, to reassuring that I'll be getting close to what I need most of the time. Yeah. Like if you know you're ticking that box, you're doing well. Mm. As a man with four kids, how do you get your kids to eat enough colorful fruit and veg? <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, I, look, it's a challenge, particularly our middle, um son he he had a lot of reflux as a kid and um you know so he he was had a few textural issues he, he wasn't big um but we, we've just been consistent with him yeah. we, we don't we don't fight um you know so it's all about well mate this is what's on the plate you've got to eat it there's nothing else um we give him some autonomy over what he wants for dinner he's always anxious asking what are we having for dinner um, and we say, and he'll want this and this. And so there's a little bit of um, give and take, and, but we'll always make sure there's something on there. Now, interestingly, he's actually quite good with veggies now. Like he, he'll eat broccoli, he'll eat his beans. He doesn't like mixed dishes as such, like a casserole. But I mean, I even still make him eat that. Like he'll, if we're having it, we don't want to cook a separate dish, but I might have something on the side for him to eat. Um, my oldest son, he's great. He eats, um, he's, he's, really conscious he likes lots of veggies and salad and fruit and my younger son he's kind of somewhere in the middle and so he, he tries to get away with things but again if we're just nice and, and consistent yeah uh, he's good and then my daughter just does again whatever the hell she wants <laughs> <laughs> but no she's she's not a bad eater she um she's probably going to be like my younger son like she'll she'll need guiding but you know she, nothing's completely off the table for her oh yeah it's I think you're right though it's like 
understanding your kids' boundaries with what what's their issue with it. Because I'm the same with my daughter. So, for example, she loves raw carrot, hates cooked carrot. So even yes. if we're, so one thing we kind of do as a minimum is if we're cooking whatever we're cooking, say we're doing steak and veg and we're having steamed veg, we'll always have steamed veg and there's steamed veg she'll eat, but not the carrot. So then we'll always cut up a raw carrot for her. So at minimum, she's kind of yeah. getting that. Or like, I'm lucky she will eat things in casseroles. So we'll just, we do a lot of that. Or if there's bolognese, like I'm the first to be graining zucchini in it. And yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. It's um I think the other thing too is you've got to provide the environment. It yeah. has to be there. Like you know, and some of it gets thrown out or it gets tossed into a quiche or something like that. But it's it's got to be there. So like we um always have some sort of fruit in the fridge or we've cut up some fruit so it's nice and easy for them. Yeah. And and doing what you you said is brilliant, you know, you're meeting them with what they will eat with a balance of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, well, especially when it's an easy add-on, like for us, what, it takes a minute to cut up a carrot and mm. at least I know at minimum she'll eat that, but it's it's hard. I think, you know, we all try as parents, you just want the best for your kids and you all try fight it at some point and be like, eat this and you just end up with a horrible dinner environment. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's a hard one to navigate. Um, yeah, that's that's so true. I think it's, it's really important that you don't... Um, you know, you create a healthy relationship around it and it's not really tense at dinner all the time. Um, and, and, you know, so whether that's, you know, letting go of some of your beliefs and, you know, giving them a little bit of slack, um, providing yeah. that, you know, everyone's still uh, getting along. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I remember at uni learning how, like, the environment of eating dinner can make a huge impact on kids growing up, even to do with, like, disordered eating and the trauma like some kids literally find it traumatic coming to a dinner table knowing they're going to be forced to eat something that they maybe don't want to eat yeah 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 that's right yeah but anyway if only there was a parenting handbook that taught you all this it'd be a lot easier <laughs> the, the most important job in the world doesn't have a handbook unfortunately <laughs> or someone's made one but guaranteed it doesn't suit your kid yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. All right. Bit of a fun one to end with for you before we ask a bit about you in general. Um, if you could eat any food, like if you had to choose one food to live off for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Uh, so yeah, this is my question for this is my death row meal. What would I be ordering um right. on death row? And I could eat this for the rest of my life as pizza. It's my Achilles heel. I love it um so if i'm on death row that's what i'm ordering um if i had to eat it for the rest of my life i could you know justify it in some way that i get a supreme and lots of veggies and things on it but well i guess that's it you got a little bit of variety there yeah 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 but no it's it's my all-time favorite i absolutely love pizza lovely have you tried the cauliflower pizza bases I have, and I I didn't like it. No, you can't do it. <laughs> I, I could do it if I had to, but I no, I just like a you know a nice homemade base. Um, oh yeah, plenty of veggies and yeah, no, I love it. Very good. No, it's a good one to have. It's always I reckon you can understand a lot about a person when you find out what that meal is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You bond with people over food, you know. Like it's uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. Yeah, it's always embracing food rather than turning away from it and be like, oh, no, I don't eat this because, as we said earlier, no one's perfect. Like, we all have our little weaknesses and things that we like. So it's always good. I always like to normalise that. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think personally, like my kryptonite is probably donuts. Love them. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Wouldn't live yeah. off it for the rest of my life. If I had to choose a food for that, I'd probably go eggs because they're oh, yes. full of nutrients and I like them. But yeah. That is a sensible answer. I do like that. If I if yeah. I chose pizza, I would live it on it for the rest of my life, but it just wouldn't be as long a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eggs is a great answer there, yes. Yeah. Oh, the things we think about. But on that note, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciated your time. It's been a great conversation, but tell everyone, where can we find you? Where can we find your lovely software that you've created and... Uh, yeah, so um, you, well, you can find Mealsy uh, online. So it's just mealsy.com. Um, that's you know, M-E-A-L-S-Y. Is that uh, right? M-E-A-L-Z-E. Ah, um, there we go. <laughs> so Mealsy. Um, now, yeah. why is it called Mealsy? Is because the .com was available. <laughs> I wanted something simple to remember. So, um, yeah, you can find that online. So it is targeted mostly at health professionals. Um, but if you are, you're looking for it for personal use, there is an element that you can use it for that. But we'll, we'll be developing that later next year for the personal use in more depth. Um, now, if you wanted to find me, I'm, I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I'm on uh, LinkedIn is, is probably where you'll catch me most, um, you know, personally uh, or professionally at least. Um, and then email, if someone wanted to email me a question, they're more than welcome. It's just chrisatmealsy.com. Lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's always good to know because that's it. You're like everyone, it's like fitting shoes that are comfortable, right? When it comes to different um, people who can help you with certain phases, I may not be a match, but someone like you might be. So I always like to give that opportunity. So if anyone does want to reach out to you, they're more than welcome to. Oh, thank you. No worries at all. Um, do you have any questions for me before we go? Or uh, No, I, look, I um, just want to thank you for the opportunity. It's, uh, it's always great to talk to another nutrition professional. Um, you know, we're a, a, a broad profession that I think we can sort of learn from each other. So thanks for the opportunity to come on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I agree. I think it's all about collaboration these days. Like competition is so far gone. I think you can oh. learn far more from people in the same field than worrying about competition. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, that's all we have time for today, but thank you so much for tuning in. For more episodes, subscribe to the Healthy Not Hungry podcast on your local podcast streaming site or follow us on socials at healthy.inspiration. That's spelt with an R-A-C-H-I-O-N. Thank you again. We hope you have a great day. Stay healthy and happy, and we'll see you next time. Bye.